When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of Fans First Sports Network. That's right, and welcome to the Friday episode. This is a great show. I'm really looking forward to this one. Training camp is a wrap. That's hard to believe. It really is hard to believe. The Steelers play Saturday night. We have some information about that game. We're going to be talking about expectations. With that game, we've got news, we've got seven shots updates, we've got injury news, all that. And make sure you stay tuned till the second half of this show for the All Bets Are Off segment and to the very end for a very special Heart to Heart. All right, let's start this off like we always do, and that is with the news. Right now, the news is, is that training camp is over, but that Mike Tomlin, he met with the media on Thursday during the day. You can go back and listen to Dave Schofield's Mike Tomlin press conference recap podcast where he talks about everything that Mike Tomlin talked about. So let's say you missed the entire press conference. You don't want to sit through all of it. It's easy. Go find that on our audio feed. Listen to it. You'll be better educated. But I'll give you the the quick summary of what I took away from it. There's three players that will not be playing, will not be dressed no matter what. Larry Ogunjobi, who's finally out of the walking boot, by the way, but still not healthy enough to play. Mike Tomlin said that is not a long-term injury. Keep that in mind. Trey Norwood, with that lower body injury, he's not going to be playing. And Nate Herbig, with a shoulder, he too will not be playing. Now, in terms of playing, Mike Tomlin did speak about how defenders, defense, those were the players that got the game off last Friday night. TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, all those players did not... Patrick Peterson was a healthy scratch as well. And they also had players like DeMonte KZ, Keanu Neal, Joey Porter Jr. They didn't play either, mostly for injuries. Now, he said that everyone that's healthy will play in this game. And he did single out those players, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, uh, Minka. How much they'll play, he did not specify. I didn't expect him to specify that. But more starters are going to be playing and this is going to be the debut for some Steelers like Keanu Neal, like Joey Porter Jr. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys play some football. On the offensive side of the ball, he spoke about how the starting offense played last game. They're going to play a little bit more this game. That's expected. We'll see how things go. But also, he added, uh, this kind of felt like a footnote, but I felt like it deserved some time in this podcast. And that is, he talked about the specialists are going to play. You're going to see Chris Boswell. You're going to see Presley Harvin, but also in the return game. In the return game, you're going to see Calvin Austin III returning punts. Uh, We saw Jordan Bird doing that in the first game, and Anthony McFarland will be back there to return kickoffs on the weird situation where someone actually kicks the ball into play. So that's some real quick nuts and bolts of Mike Tomlin's press conference on Thursday. Now, as for the last training camp practice, talked about this on Wednesday and then on Wednesday's practice. So later in the day, after my show ran Wednesday morning, 
the offense actually won seven shots. And so going into this very last day, which was non-padded, by the way, they were in shells. The defense was clinging to a seven to six lead with one practice left. So if the offense wins, then they would have tied seven, seven. They didn't, they didn't. The defense wins and the final seven shots, updated rankings, score, whatever you want to call it. Defense eight, offense six. I do have to mention, you know, we talk about how I just said it's non-padded. That does hinder the offense, by the way. Yeah, the defense can't be physical and all that. I understand that. But it does hinder the offense based on the fact that when you take away the ability to run the ball, they're not going to run the ball when they're in shells. It's pointless. That changes everything. So keep that in the back of your mind. I did like some of the stuff we saw from the offense throughout. So uh, it wasn't all doom and gloom from the offensive side of the ball. Injuries during training camp practice, the final one, uh, Miles Boykin did leave for a very short period of time with what looked like a lower leg injury, maybe an ankle. They He did return, but keep your eye on that. If that's something that maybe later in the day it swells up, he's not able to play, that wide receiver battle is is very, very uh, highly contested. We'll put it that way when you talk about Gunnar Olszewski, you talk about Miles Boykin, Hakeem Butler. They're all looking for an opportunity. And so if Miles Boykin can't play, and I'm not saying he won't, but if he can't play on Saturday against the Buffalo Bills, that's going to be a, that 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 could be a, the opening of a door for someone else. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills, uh, their head coach Sean McDermott said that he is expecting the starters, that includes Josh Allen and company, to play about a quarter and a half. So unlike the Tampa Bay game last Friday night, where the Steelers faced really only Baker Mayfield and a handful of offensive linemen. You didn't see Mike Evans or anyone like that out there. They are going to see the Buffalo Bills starters. So the defense is going to be tested. The offense is going to see their, their probably their best test as well. This is what we should want as Steeler fans. We should want them to go up against the very best that the opposition has to offer. And that's what we're going to talk about next. And that is keys to victory versus the Bills. Again, just like I said last week, I will preface this topic with, is it important to win the game? No. I think last week I said how it was crazy because I was coming back from vacation, that very brief vacation I took, and I hadn't listened to Dave Schofield's Stat Geek podcast yet last week. And so I talked about how there was that old record of if you didn't win a preseason game, they've never won a Super Bowl. And in that podcast, which I ended up listening to after I recorded my show, Dave talked about how that had been debunked, that the Los Angeles Rams with Matthew Stafford, when they won the Super Bowl, they had gone winless in the preseason. So I'm still a superstitious guy. I want them to win at least one. The Steelers won that game last Friday, so therefore they're off the schneid. We're good, but I still want them to go out and play well. So when I say victory, it's more like keys to success versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, I, I first let, let me say I can't, I cannot believe that training camp is officially over. It just seems like it has flown by. We've gotten a lot of news. We've gotten a lot of great video. You don't get that any other time of the year, and so I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss those crazy catches by George Pickens, the great throws by Kenny Pickett, defenders. You know whether it's them hitting the sled. I'm going to miss all of it. So it's hard to think that it's over. But here's what I want everyone to watch for in this upcoming preseason game against the Buffalo Bills, 6.30 p.m. Pittsburgh time at Acrisure Stadium, Saturday. It is not on the NFL Network, only on NFL Plus. So if you haven't gotten your subscription yet for the month like I do, go ahead and get it. 
seven bucks. Watch the game. Get ready for a crazy tape delay. Don't get on Twitter because you're going to see, oh, pick it to Pickens, and then three minutes later on your television, they're just running that play. So if you're if you're cool with that, just to set the expectations. Now, Dave, as I mentioned the Stat Geek podcast, his, his show yesterday, which I've already listened to, he goes into great detail from a statistical perspective of what he wants to see. How many sacks should they have? How many points should they score? He gives you that data that that's what he does that's his he's a stat geek for a reason folks i am not that guy so what i like to do is i paint with a broader brush mike tomlin isn't there for you i am hoping to see the starters let's talk about how much we're going to see the starters you know when you think about kenny pickett we know he's going to play we know the starting offense is going to play but how long are they going to play here's my prediction i think that the offense plays a quarter maybe into the second it it depends on how they how they do if they go out and have two drives looking just like they did Friday night, move down the field, score a touchdown, then no, I don't think they play beyond the first quarter. If they struggle, if they have some three and outs, which are going to happen, people, don't freak out. Don't The sky is not falling if it happens. Uh, then maybe they play more than the quarter. My prediction is I think the offense will play one quarter. Now, on the defensive side, you talk about those big-name players, T.J. Watt, Mega Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, Patrick Peterson, even the guys coming off of injury. I think they maybe play one to two drives, and that's it. There's no use risking a TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, or anyone else I just named injury. The only player that might play more is like Joey Porter Jr., and that's all based on his injury and how he's feeling. You don't want – he's actually a big part of this defense, especially after the Corey Trice injury. You don't want to rush him back and keep him out there too long, get him acclimated, let him get comfortable, and then you pull the plug and let James Pierre go out there and do what he does. So there's my prediction first and foremost about how long I think these players are going to play. And before I move further, I'd be okay if Cam and TJ and Minka don't play again. I would be fine if they never play. They might say that they want to play. But what's the use of, of risking a TJ Watt injury? I always go back to that Detroit Lions preseason game last year. The third game, final preseason game, T.J. Watt gets rolled up on, and everyone's, oh my gosh, T.J. Watt's hurt. He's limping off the field. It's Everyone's alert level just went through the roof. He ended up having to have that surgery to get it cleaned up while he was on IR dealing with the pit-torn, partially-torn pectoral muscle. That's just my own personal opinions about how I would handle the defense, but that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about offensively and defensively, what to watch for, what the expectations are, the keys, to keep your eye on. I went with three, and then I eventually added a fourth, a little bonus on both sides of the football for you, the listener. Hope you enjoy it. First one on offense is protect the football. I don't care who is a quarterback. I don't care who's running the ball. Protect the freaking football. Well, you know, you think about Mitch Trubisky, kind of got, you know, that, that wasn't really his fault. It, Cody White's got to at least break that pass up. That was down the sideline on the go route against the Tampa Bay Bucks. But I do think Mitch Trubisky underthrew him a little bit. You got to protect the football. Uh, then you have Tanner Morgan, who benefits from a botch snap. They rule it Tampa Bay's ball. The very next snap, when they overturn it, he throws a pick. Protect the football. Don't turn it over. Don't give someone like the Buffalo Bills extra possessions. That's number one. Number two, I want to see the third down offense thrive. I said last week, like, you got to win in key areas, and I understand that's a very broad statement. Third down is very specific, and what I want to see, I want to see them convert on third downs. 
I go back to the one drive that Kenny Pickett and the starting offense had. The third and 10, they had really kind of muffed up the first two plays. That was the swing pass to Najee Harris for minus one. Jalen Warren runs it to get it back to third and 10, and he connects with Deontay Johnson for a first down. Those are the type of plays that can really show an offense is moving in the right direction. That's what I want to see. Good third down conversions. He also converted a third down to Pat Fryermuth earlier on that drive. That's what I want to see. So that's the second key there, third down offense. The third one is I want to see explosive plays. On offense, I want to see explosive plays. We saw some when you think back to last game. George Pickens, 33-yard touchdown catch. That's an explosive play. You saw Calvin Austin's 67-yard catch and run. That's an explosive play. We've been seeing these reports from training camp about the Steelers are finding ways and scheming ways to get players in position to have these explosive plays. Whether it's an end around to Calvin Austin III that goes for 20-plus yards on the ground, or whether it's a screen pass, which happened on uh, Thursday at camp, the last day, to Najee Harris, where no one identified him. He was out in the flat by himself, would have been like a 40-yard gain. I want to see explosive plays from the offense. We know that they have no problem churning out drives, grinding it out, doing all this stuff. They did it all last season in the second half. I also want to see some explosion. The fourth one, the bonus key is run the freaking football. Last game, I have a feeling that the Steelers are going to come out and just run, 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 run. And the reason why is I predicted that last week and it turned into a pass, pass, pass at least with Kenny Pickett in there. I expect them to flip the script. I hope it's just more balanced because I'd love to see them be that be the approach from the, from the moment they start. I'm just not going to hold my breath. So there you go, the four keys on offense. Protect the ball, third down offense, see improvement in third downs, explosive plays, and then run the football. So now let's go to the defensive side of the ball. I want to see, because now I know, based on what Sean McDermott said in, the, in his press conference, that the Bills are going to be playing their starters for a quarter and a half. So what do I want? I want to see the Steelers' defense, because they're going to be playing a lot of their starters, stop the Bills' stars. I don't want to see Josh Allen carving them up. I don't want to see Stephon Diggs carving them up. We saw it last year. That was Kenny Pickett's first start in Week 5 at Buffalo last year. I don't want to see it. Contain it. If he has to dink and dunk his way down the field, so be it. You're taking the explosive nature away from the offense. That's what I want to see the defense do. Second key on the defensive side of the ball, can we please have no communication gaps? That's a big issue with me. I'm not alone here. Those plays where you see a busted play, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what the hell happened? Communication. That's one of the reasons you got to get these guys out there and play. I get that. But I'd, I'd love to see the Steelers be so far advanced that in week two of the preseason, those are minimal. If it happens in the fourth quarter and you're talking about emptying your bench, I get it, that's fine. But if it's happening with the first string, that's a problem. So no communication gaps. Number three, take the ball away. Get the offense extra reps, take the ball away. Josh Allen has been known to try and put that football into very tight windows. It's up to the Steelers to make sure that doesn't happen. And if he does try to take the ball away. So I'd love to see the Steelers get some more takeaways. I think they had two last week. Love to see them get at least that in this game on Saturday night. And the last one, of course, we're going to see more of these 
the, the stalwart. So we're going to see TJ Watt for a little bit. We'll see more of Alex Highsmith, more of Marcus Golden, hopefully more of Nick Herbig. I want to see the Steelers get after the quarterback, whether it's Josh Allen or whoever's backing him up, up in Buffalo. I want to see them get after the quarterback. That is the fourth key. So the defensive keys, stop the Bill Stars, no communication gaffes, take the football away, and lastly, pressure the quarterback. All right. This is a great first half. I hope you enjoyed it. In the second half, we have Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up in the All Bets Are Off segment. And make sure you stay till the very end for a special heart to heart. We'll be right back after this break. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back from the break. It's time for the second segment, the second half, if you will, of the Friday Let's Ride podcast, which means it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment. Jeremy Jerome Betts joining me as always. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? It's going great. How are you, Jeff? Hey, it's, it is really crazy to think that training camp is over. Uh, yep. I, I just can't fathom like it just flew by. And Absolutely. it's really crazy that the Steelers are preparing for week two of the preseason. Uh, let me just go, let's go back. Let's talk camp before we talk preseason week two. What stood out to you the most? You went there, you saw one day, yeah. but in, in, in terms of following along throughout all the days, all the weeks of training camp, did anything stand out to you that's notable? It could be offense, defense, or both. Go ahead. Yeah. I just think the overall message from the training camp journey is just the development of the offense. And I think that that's the big storyline for Pittsburgh this year. So uh, it's not anything specific uh, that I can point to other than just key players that are, are going to be needed for the Steelers to win football games in 2023. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, the offensive line, all of that is starting to come together in a way that we haven't really seen in two or three years now. And so you've got, You've got a lot of hype around this offense, and I know they've struggled in practice recently, but you're starting to see it the defense ramp up, I think, a little bit as well, yeah. and I don't put much stock into that because who knows the Steelers' offense better than the Steelers' defense? And you know who, who knows how to take advantage of matchups more than T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, and company? You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where – uh, you're working in a new secondary as well, and they're starting to catch up a little bit, I think. And it's it's going to be tough sledding at times for an offense that, you know, has work to do. And so I just think the growth process of the offense has been huge, and I think that's the big story coming out of training camp. Has there been a player or a position group or anything along those lines that has been a disappointment for you thus far? Uh, I would say the cornerbacks – had been a disappointment until maybe this week. And then mm -hmm. we started seeing them making plays. I thought Joey Porter jr. Would it would at least be a very physical presence on the football field and that you would see him stand out as far as his tackling goes and his physicality. But I saw a lot of players taking balls away from him in one-on-ones and down the field. I saw a lot of missed tackles. And so, you know, some of those things where maybe, 
you expected him to just hit the ground running as far as a physicality standpoint goes. There's been some some struggle. But I will say also that I thought he 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 runs with routes better. He he's more fluid than I thought he was going to be. So there's also some areas where maybe it was like areas of focus, and he's just been really focusing on flipping those hips and staying low in his back pedal and and really tracking receivers and staying in their hip pocket and he hasn't worked on the tackling technique as much and so he's kind of just okay we got to get back into this feel it's going to be really neat, neat to see him play against buffalo um hopefully there's not an 11th hour injury like there was last yeah. week but i think the growth of this secondary as we've seen the last really last week and a half of training camp has been good but i think throughout the process i was a little disappointed that obviously the Corey trice injury not getting to see him and now um you know, seeing that the offense was able to kind of do their thing through the first couple weeks was intriguing to me about the secondary. Yeah, with that Trice injury, I think that really did screw the the Steelers' plans. We'll put yeah. it that way. I don't think Corey Trice was going to start, barring injury, but I think that Corey Trice was expected to be a depth player uh, yes. to push someone like James Pierre. Now, you know, if you're talking about a, a group that you'd have to almost hope like uh, for 2022 offensive line health to try and keep yeah. them all available, because if you lose one, well, now you're strapped. And so that's why for me, I think the Steelers very well could go out and add a cornerback once all, all the rosters are trimmed down to 53. They'll find maybe a, a, a Ross Cockrell type as sure. to give you an example of someone that come in yeah. and they're not going to be expected to start, but they're just good quality depth. I'm not crazy about their death, but then again, well, we'll see. We'll see what's coming up on this game on Saturday, which I want to talk about next. This game Saturday, I was really excited uh, for a couple things. One, Sean McDermott comes out, and I wrote this article for SteelCurtainNetwork.com and says our starters, meaning the offense, yeah. Josh Allen included, they're going to play about a quarter and a half. The Steelers defense, Mike Tomlin says later in the day, they're going to be there. I don't know how much TJ Watt and Cam are going to play, but I think you will. it's wise to say you'll see more of Alex Highsmith, you'll see more of Marcus Golden. You'll probably see more of Patrick Peterson. This is going to be a great test for the Steelers defense. What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, as soon as McDermott said that, I I tweeted that very thing. This is a great test for the Steelers defense. Uh, and you assumed at that point that the starters were going to play a little bit more. And so getting that confirmation from Mike Tomlin is, is a big deal. Now, again, it's preseason. And and this is a good team, and so I th I think also you can't you can't let it swing too far one way or the other. So if the Steelers defense goes out there and the Buffalo Bills score absolutely nothing, they don't move the ball that much up and down the field against the the first team defense. I don't I don't think it's a huge deal. Uh, it, it might be it's a good sign, obviously, but it's not a huge deal. First preseason action for Josh Allen and company. You know they're going to be a little rusty probably just not having had in-game action. The Steelers have already ran their their starters, especially on the offensive side of the ball, a little bit. So you've got two teams coming in from different angles at this point. Also, to flip it to the other side, if the Bills go out and score a touchdown and two field goals on their first three drives or whatever, two touchdowns and a field goal, it's not the end of the world for the Steelers' defense either because the starters on the defensive side haven't really played that much. So you just got to kind of take it all with a grain of salt what you want to see like i mentioned last week is you want to see the depth shine in preseason and you want to see your, your first team go out there and, and look capable at the very least so uh at least make a couple plays uh, no 
major glaring miscommunications or anything like that. And then just kind of let the rest play out. Most of it's going to be pretty vanilla anyway. What are your expectations for the offense? I mean, we saw them with one, with one drive touchdown. Kenny Pickett, six of seven caps it off with a 33 yard, 33 yard touchdown to George Pickens. We've seen the play a million times since that last game. And so what are your expectations for this group as they're, as Mike Tomlin said, they're going to play a little bit more. I predicted they would play about a quarter, mm-hmm. maybe the entire first quarter. I don't think they'll push it too much more than that. What are your th- expectations ultimately for the Steelers offense? Yeah, I, I'd like to see them try to dedicate to running a little bit more in this game. I'd like to see the offensive line push people around and just kind of get that feel. If they're going to play a little bit more then I think, you know, getting into a rhythm with the running game is going to be important. We saw them really jump out on the pass against the Bucks and kind of ride that. And I think that was just to a morale booster for the offense, not saying that they needed one because they were struggling in camp or anything, but just to say, Hey, you guys can do this against an opponent. It's not, it's not just that you're facing your own team every day. You can do this against an opponent outside of our building. So I would like to see the Steelers now take a three or four drive approach here for the offense, whatever that is, and, and start to use that running game a little more. Get Najee Harris a little more run. And I know Mike Tomlin said in his press conference that Najee doesn't need all the reps uh, that he used to maybe in practice or or exhibition to be ready for a regular season, but I'd still like to see him get going. He's kind of been quiet throughout camp, and I think that that's something that the Steelers, a player that the Steelers are going to really need this year to to be successful in offense. So uh, my expectation is let's get a score of some kind, but let's move the ball. Let's spread the ball around and let's pound the rock a little bit more. You know, some people are really down on Najee Harris. And it's like you said, he's been kind of quiet in training camp, hasn't been real vocal. And he's still a guy that's down the hill. One of the first guys down and I'm sure he's staying late. I I don't see the, the knee. I'm going to talk about this next week at some point. I'll tease this, but everyone that's it's, everyone feels like it's like an either or with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, where it could be an, and like that can, that can serve. We can survive that way. It doesn't have to be a bell cow back. If they want to split the carries, my gosh, I think that could be a really good thing for this offense. Do you agree or disagree? I totally agree Uh, for fantasy football purposes. I hate that thought, (laughs) but uh, throwing that aside, what's better for the team is for both of these guys to get their fair share of carries. Now, maybe that's 60, 40 Najee to, to Warren or 65, 35, you know, whatever you want to go with there. Uh, but it needs to be some sort of split because Warren just brings a different element to the game and he's more quick twitch and uh, a little, a little more of like a spark plug, if you will, as a player. And I think that that, that obviously benefited the offensive line last year. And then you saw Najee Harris kind of take on that mentality a little bit and then bring his bruising style to it. If that is the case, I mentioned again on Twitter that, you know, Jalen Warren's getting a lot of pop as maybe being a a riser on the Steelers offense and going to get more touches and maybe even take over, take over the RB one spot from Najee Harris. I just don't see that happening. Mike Tomlin's comments and the way that, Mike Tomlin has always run his team. Najee Harris is going to get the bulk of the carries here, yeah. but it's it's how you mix and match it. We say balance between the rush and the pass. Uh, you know, that's something to emphasize for the Steelers. I say balance between 
your running back usage is huge for the Steelers this year too. sprinkle in enough Jalen Warren and even some Anthony McFarland to keep the defense on their toes to keep Najee fresh and you're going to be better off for it. I agree. Now you brought up fantasy football. I want to pick your brain a little bit. And now the camp is concluded about fantasy football. You know, uh, before, before I think it was maybe last week or the week prior, I'd asked you about fantasy players. You said Najee Harris should be a guy that you're looking for. Maybe Pat Fryermuth. This was after you all did the tight end rankings on the Steelers fix. Is there anyone now after camp is concluded after seeing one preseason game that you're thinking, if I could redo those rankings, I'm going to be putting them a lot higher on the Steelers, not just the Steelers, but in terms of overall rankings. Is there anyone that you would go back on and say, I think this this guy this guy could be a bigger piece of the puzzle and maybe really good fantasy football value than I thought before all this got started? Yeah, one of the best values in all of fantasy football, in my opinion, right now is George Pickens. Mm-hmm. He's going as like the wide receiver 30 to 35. And to me... A, a guy who plays in his style doesn't have to always be open to get the ball to him. And I think that that plays to his advantage in fantasy football. Deontay Johnson's going to be the target monster that he always is. I think he's the, the high floor, low ceiling player in the Steelers offense. So if you want to lock somebody in for 10 to 10 to 20 points a week, Deontay Johnson's your guy. But if you want the guy who can, can help you win and maybe be a, a player that jumps the rankings as far as value goes at a, at a high clip then what you're looking for is George Pickens. Because I think by the end of this year, he is, he is the wide receiver one for this team. One a to Deontay Johnson's one B maybe is how it goes, but still just that skill set You cannot not use it if you're Pittsburgh and we've already seen it in training camp. I would say the biggest takeaway for me from training camp for the, the passing game is that, George Pickens is Kenny Pickett's favorite target. Yeah, that's that's not even up for debate. I don't think Deontay Johnson's going to get work because he gets open and because he's quarterback friendly. But um, Pickett is looking for Pickens. He wants to throw the ball to Pickens. Everybody's talking about the touchdown play right in in the in the preseason game where he looks left and then comes back to George Pickens on his second read. They can tell you what you want. That play was always going to George Pickens. That was a total look off job by Kenny Pickett. He was coming back to, to GP on that play by hooker by crook. And if he wasn't there, maybe he would have, he would have done something else with it, but that was a, a George Pickens setup all the way. Yeah. The only, the only hesitation I have in terms of Pickens for fantasy value is, is he going to be a boomer bust player? Meaning yeah. is he going to have those games where he has one catch for, 10 to 12 yards and then no touchdowns. Whereas then he's going to have a game where he has six catches for, you know, 85, two touchdowns. And he even has like a rush attempt or something like that. I want to see that consistency. I hope it comes because that's going to mean good things for the Steelers offense at the same time. What's up? Yeah. I was going to say the big, the big change on whether George Pickens goes from boomer bust like he was last year to reliable fantasy player is the yak which has been a big emphasis for him. And I think it's going, you're going to see a lot more of it. Uh, yards after catch is going to be huge. And I think he's, he's got enough ability to do that. And if he can start taking some of the slants and crossers an extra 10, 15 yards on the regular, then you're going to start to see that consistency play. out. I think that's where you get it. All right. Good stuff as always, Jeremy. Why don't you tell everyone what's coming up? I know you got the Q and a on Sunday, 
the Steelers fix coming up and we're going to be actually probably when you, they hear this show, depending on when they listen and steel curtain network, your article about the Steelers path to the super bowl should be published on steelcurtainnetwork.com. Just let everyone know what you got cooking. If you don't read anything of mine ever again, please go read (laughs) the Steelers path to the super bowl. Cause uh, I mean it not, not to toot my horn or anything. It took me a while. Um, it, it was something I tried to put a lot of thought into and it was, and it really is to me a feasible path and the Steelers Steelers fans might be like, ah, just the Homer's thought process, black and gold lens. I tried to take it off a little bit for this. I just think you've got a team in a situation where somebody in the AFC is going to fall off, right? If it's not the Steelers, then maybe it's one of these teams in front of them. Maybe it's the Bengals. Maybe it's somebody ahead of them and maybe they can take advantage. So it, the league is not just cut and dry this AFC. There's going to be a team from the AFC that falls off. Check out that article. You'll see that in full and then absolutely check out the Steelers fix and the Sunday night Q and a and follow me on Twitter as the season ramps up. There's going to be a lot more content on there uh, at the bets 93. Perfect. Love it. All right, Jeremy, as always, thank you for your time. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, man. Have a good one. All right. See you. All right. And a big thank you to Jeremy for taking the time as he always does every single Friday to, come on the show and talk about the Steelers. I mean, he loves it. He's, he's a passionate guy, just like I am, just like we all are. I always appreciate his time. Let's finish this show up like we do every Friday with a heart-to-heart. When you're watching the Steelers this weekend, when you're preparing yourself mentally for the upcoming preseason game, just understand this. The goal should always be progress. And that's really kind of something you, that I try to subscribe as a in my life, too, is that the goal is always progress. Just always moving forward it could be a baby step i never want to move backwards the steelers should never want to take that step backwards dave did a great job illustrating last year if you remember week one was the seattle game at acrisure stadium it was awesome great they were pumping up the points kenny pickett was going deep george pickens was catching bombs in the end zone it was fantastic there was a walk-off win tyler vaughn's kenny pickett to cut tyler vaughn's i'm sure you all remember it now that i said it then you go to the second game down in Jacksonville, and what a dud. That game sucked. They, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. They won the game, but it just was awful. They took a step backwards in that second game. Progress is progress. If the Steelers go out, and I'm not talking about point totals, but if they look like, hey, they're moving in the right direction, maybe they don't score as many points. Maybe they don't win the game. That's fine. Are they moving in the right direction? If we can say yes at the end of this thing, That's a really good place to be for the Steelers. Moving into week three, that final preseason game on the road. I think it's against Atlanta. I'll have to double check on that. I'm pretty sure. But still, that's that's something to think about as you're watching the Steelers on Saturday night. I do want to remind everyone before we end this show, look for my winners and losers on Sunday. I'll have a special winners and losers podcast on Sunday like we did last week when we had the, uh, the game on Friday night. I had it on Saturday. So be on the lookout for the winners and losers. And then next week, that final preseason week, the game is on Thursday night, so that'll be my Friday show. will be my winners and losers, so you'll be able to check that out, and I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll be on a regular schedule once the regular season starts. Holy cow, I can't believe it. This stuff is flying by too fast. I don't like that. Slow it down. Let's enjoy it. I know I will, and I know you'll enjoy the game. Make sure you follow us on all your social platforms. Steel Curtain Network, that's Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there. You obviously found our audio feed, so make sure you subscribe wherever you listen so that you don't miss a thing. All right, that does it for me. I'll talk to you all on Sunday. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great start to your weekend. 
We'll see you later. Good to see you.